right now. I'm raw bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. Cause I'm a winner. No, not a loser. To be an MC is what I choose. A ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why I'm in, I don't know. So let's go. Cause What's up? It is March something, 27th. It's Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday up until 30 seconds ago. And it's It Takes Two by uh, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Mm. It Takes Two. In Countdown Week, we had four minutes to save the world. Three little birds. It Takes Two. Countdown to opening day of baseball season. We're, is the I guess, countdown a day off? No, because we're like two shows away, I think is how we did it. So like okay. tomorrow tomorrow morning show is going to be, I think. So like one. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little suspect. I don't know. I actually changed it on him because he was just going to do like counting songs. Like the sure. final countdown. And I was like, let's do it days. That'd be fun. So you're taking... You're falling on the sword. I'll fall on any sword. Give me a sword. I'll fall on it. You won't fall on any sword. That's yeah, funny. I'll just make it flat on the ground. You're soft. I'll, no, I'll, I'll just lay the sword down flat, and then I'll fall on it. You you fell awkwardly, and you killed yourself. You're dead. Oh, I'm nicking myself you would be sure. You would be scared to fall on a laying flat sword. 30-year-old me, yes. Yeah, and that's what you are, so that's what we're talking about. I thought we might have been talking about 23-year-old me. No, no, would have had a blast with the sword. That would have been a little to, scared, but would have had a blast. That guy used to walk on glass. Yeah, if you don't fear it, it can't hurt you. That's true about walking on glass. Yeah. Because when you get all hesitant, and then you put weight awkwardly on just one part of your foot because you're trying to, like, tiptoe, and then you cut that part of your foot. But if you just flat-foot it, walk normal, same with the burning coals. I think, like, Norris cut himself once. Cause yeah, because we were walking on glass. Yeah, he he was in uh, me and Desorbo. We were experts. We used to no smash fear. bottles at our parties in college, and then just walk on the, across it barefoot. And all the girls would be like, ah, "This party sucks! Stop it! We got to stop it!" Then at the end, they'd be like, "Can I smash one?" <laughs> yeah, there'd be some tears, and then yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. It's almost a circle. Life in a way is beautiful. Jake's coming to you shirtless today. For anyone that does not watch the videos. Or join us live. Jake's sand shirt. Looks so cold to me. I can't even get over it. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the the full Burt Burt Kreischer, that the stand up guy that's getting more and more popular. Um talk about we talked about self fulfilling prophecy or whatever it was earlier this week. This guy was voted the number one partier at the number one party school and now he he's like trying to live a life to that. Makes sense. Yeah. Some of those things some of those things are funny. Like Jeter got voted most likely to play for the Yankees in high school, and I was like, Well, yeah, he's the best baseball player in the school. Yeah. Of course he's gonna of course he's gonna get that. They're they, not gonna give they, that to the fucking some, tuba they player. Some, <laughs> they had some data to go on for that one. <laughs> they had data. Um Do you got, like do you like the Burt Kreischer guy? I don't I haven't paid a, a lot of attention. I've seen like one uh Joe Rogan podcast that he was on and I've seen his classic Russian stand-up bit and I liked both of those I'm not a stand-up comedian like guy as much as you are yeah the the Russian thing is fun and I I don't know I I guess I see everyone's like argument for him like I could easily see why you wouldn't like him um but like I appreciate what he's doing and he's having fun and it, it's like harmless um I, I think for you and me, it's almost a little like the people that are like, oh, that's savage or that's a crazy story. You and I would be like, no, that's kind of a that's just a story. He's just he's just he's the one that went on to tell those stories. I don't really use savage. And I like don't really, he would he would, really he like would tell the broken glass story at parties and he'd be you know, he'd he'd be on stage shirtless saying, yeah, and then all of our buddies, we just started breaking bottles, and then we're walking on the glass, 
and people at home are like, wow, that's nuts. And then you and me are like, well, yeah, we, we kind of did that. Yeah, but <laughs> I like, just told that story. In a not douchey way. Like we just, <laughs> it, was, it was Friday night. We got drunk. We broke some bottles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just college. I figure a lot of people do that. Yeah. He's, he's the one that went on to tell the tale. I remember when you came home, my friends from California came to visit David and Brad. And we were just hanging out playing Madden and you were or at you were at work or at class and you walked into our house and you were drinking out of a beer bottle and you walked in like finishing the beer bottle. Right. And this was the first time you ever met them. You had heard about each other a lot, but you never came right. out to California. You, you had hyped it. The bottle breaking had been hyped up. I remember when they visited, they were already anticipating it. And you just said... Oh, and smashed the bottle on the living room floor. <laughs> they're like, nice to meet you. And they're like, whoa. There are no rules. Oh, wow, Central must be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that damn party school. No, we just were a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, if I officiate Brad's wedding, maybe I'll use that story. Maybe you break a bottle in the middle of it. To go yeah. like ultra. Jewish wedding. Yeah, but instead of putting it neatly in some napkins and stepping on it so glass doesn't get all over. I, you I just fucking smash a bottle head. over over oh. both their heads while they're kissing. Oh, yeah. You're now married. Bam! Broken head. Brad's breaks Boom. perfectly fine. It was sugar glass. He loves it. He's laughing hysterically. His bride knocked out cold. Right. Someone switched out the bottles. They were supposed to be fake glass. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like the end of the ceremony. TKO. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting beat up. You get I beat think up. the Bondi boys are laughing for a little bit. Yeah, until they realize what happened. Yeah. You pick up the bottle, realize what you've done, smash your own self in the head, knock you out. Now no one can harm you. Can't be mad at me. I'm knocked out. Yeah. You, oh, what are you going to do? Knock me out? I'm already knocked out. I'm already knocked out. You're going to kill me? I, right. I'm sorry I killed your bride, but I'm knocked out, so you can't do anything to me. Uh, you know, complaining about it's not going to do anything. <laughs> uh, complaining about it. Imagine if you drop that to someone who just lost a loved one. <laughs> so, that's always that's always the the funny funny scene in a in a show. Something crazy happens and John Ralphio underplays it, or one of those type of characters. Um. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the reason I'm, I'm going sorry, full bird. I'm sorry your husband died. You're just going to complain about it, though? Yeah. That's so mean. <laughs> let's move on. Um, <laughs> what do you want for lunch? That was the, the question. Yeah. Let's get the tears out of here. Don't need any more <clears throat> salt on my sandwich. Um, the reason I'm going full Burt Kreischer, um, some of you will see probably pretty soon. Um, one of my One of my many modeling gigs came up. Um, yeah, re- it's gonna be reenacting, good. reenacting some, some sexy picks in Yankees history. That's, I mean, that's when, when ESPN, the body issue magazine refuses to respond to your multitude, multiple requests and attempts to be part of what they're doing. I like what you guys are doing. I just want to be involved. My name's Jake Storielli. Let me be naked in your magazine. And they continuously just ignore you. You got to take matters into your own hands. Yeah, we're we're going to put put it right back on them. Yeah. Oh, well, here's my dick. So, no, nope. no. Nope. Thanks, ESPN. Uh, your wiener's out. No, it's not. Mm. Wish you're it not, was. You're not, you're not perceiving it how I'm perceiving it. <laughs> okay. It's going to be my new thing. What you see in your head... Isn't what I see in my I see you fully naked. You got choppy on me a little bit there, but yeah, no penis, but little penis. What's uh what's up? What's up with you? Uh no, I don't feel good. I got a lot of sleep last night. I went to sleep before ten o'clock, I think, for the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is pretty good. Considering I didn't sleep at all night before. I watched I watched um the next two thirds of The Dirty, which is on Netflix, movie about Motley Crue. Okay. And uh, it's not a good movie, but it's interesting. It's the same as Bohemian Rhapsody, actually. But people are putting Bohemian Rhapsody up for awards and calling this one like a shitty TV movie. They're the same route, same exact quality. They're both right. just like cookie cutter. But Motley Crue, interesting band. They were no, like. Nothing about them. 
You know nothing about them? Nope. They were like the biggest. Not a music guy. But they were. But have you heard of Motley Crue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were the biggest partiers. Like their stories of like Nikki Six, like the drugs and the girls and all that. They were. They were like bigger than any other stories you hear. They set the landmarks for that shit. Set the hotel room on fire. Yeah, that, that just happened in this scene I just watched. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so, uh, uh, but I, I keep falling asleep because I keep watching it while I'm really tired, so maybe tonight I'll watch the last third of it and finish the movie. I just dropped a real subtle Ken, you're welcome. I haven't done one of those in a while. <laughs> just listening to another person's story saying one small <laughs> attached anecdote <laughs> saying, you're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah, I got involved. You're welcome for you telling me that story. Hey, Vince Mora from Temecula, California, wants to know how your balls are doing from yesterday. Uh, they're okay. They're okay. Um, I, I got some apologies. Noodles, did no- Noodle apologize? I got apologies from... I mean, he apologized immediately. He's He came in filled with love. Licking? Um, he, he meant the best. Um, I, so I, well, it's, wow. Talk about your brain doing stuff you don't even realize. I woke up early today, as you know. I don't think you do know, because you forget about time zones, but you and I started texting. It was 5.30 a.m. my time. No, I knew. Um, well, sometimes you forget about time zones. That, but, yes, but today I knew. But, um, so I actually beat the dog awake, so I stomped on his balls, so I gave him a little back a little bit. Um, no, <laughs> he doesn't have them. Um, then you licked him as an apology. Yeah, so we're even. And then, yeah, the, my girlfriend was uh, apologetic when she got home yesterday. She's like, yeah, I won't let that happen again. It's like, you're uh, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to let the dog in the bedroom in the morning? Our dog can open our bedroom door. He's bigger than you guys. He's big. <laughs> he has the power here. <laughs> um you know, if if you could just give me a little heads up or I don't know, roll me over or something so he could just land on, you know, one of my one of my parts of my spine or something like that, that would be ideal. Why don't you just sleep um, with a cup on? I normally do. That's the bitch of it. <laughs> that was good, Jake. That was quick. Good That's job. That's the bitch of it. Um <laughs> I think anytime someone brings up a cup joke, you just have to say that. Yeah. If anyone brings up a cup joke to a guy, your immediate reaction has to be either A, I'm wearing one right now, or B, I normally would. Yeah. Uh, I used to, when I was a little kid, I used to wear my cup to baseball practice and then just re- wear like my ba- cup my baseball pants all day because I like sliding. Mm. My mom would take me to the grocery store. I'd put on my baseball pants and I'd just slide down the, the aisles. Sure. So, But my uncle would be like, how could you wear your cup all day? And I was like, I don't know. I'm seven years old. It doesn't bother me. Basically a Barbie doll down there right now. I never wore one. I know. I know. You, but you didn't catch. Or maybe Slowed you did. down. I caught a couple games. One one time I borrowed a guy's cup. I think I caught without a cup before, which I had to. I had to catch without a cup once in middle school. And like when you get used to having it and then you right. don't have it, it was actually, oh. I was like, this is no, no good. No good. I could see that. So I woke up in a really good mood, Jake, because... Peony Planter left a review on Talking Yanks. Yeah. That I think I might hire him to to write an autobiography about me now. Okay. I don't want to read the whole thing. Maybe I will. Listen to this review. It's very nice, and this is like me flattering myself. Right. But I can't believe that this guy penned this. He's a wordsmith. Talking Yanks is a bromantic comedy masquerading as sports talk. But actually, it's a case study on entrepreneurial millennials crowdfunding their way to the American dream. Whoa. Yeah. Co-host Jake is the cheeky accomplice with impressive analytical skills. Have you Has that ever been said about you before? Never. Who assumes he gets paid by the word. The, the sillier of the two, he excels at keeping things light. I love him. Wow. Jake, Are you mad that I got the sillier of the two? No, I think you are the sillier of the two. Okay. That's a known fact. You're also the shorter of the two. Like, these are facts. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Jake's partner, John Boy, is a psychological enigma. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) What? I really... Give me my tune some. A psychological... I like this next line a lot. 
a psychological enigma who vacillates between the profound and profane often within the same sentence. Yeah. That's, that would be the way I, could, I would want to describe you if I knew how to use words. Because, <laughs> A, I've never used any of those words before. You've never used psychological enigma who vacillates between the profound and profane? Well, no, I just like the vacillates between the profound and profane because I think you you could be saying something that's so nice and so wholesome and then you'll drop like an F-bomb and you'll be like, yeah, we're adults. We can say that. But people are still taken aback by that. Yeah. I had to Google a lot of words in this. Operating under the 10,000-hour principle, his work ethic and single-mindedness are rare among peers. His strengths are sardonic wit. Yeah, didn't have that. It's a different word for sarcasm. I Googled it. I, I, that's what I assume, just because it's I assume, like I it, assumed it as well, but I was like, I got to make sure he's saying that. Is that I'm how sarcastic. words work? Acute powers of observation conveying the romance of baseball. Not worthy. But then at the end, he said, before you subscribe, however, be aware that Talking Yanks is not for ordinary minds looking for ordinary podcasts. That's, he's trying to upsell it. Don't say you weren't warned. Well, anyway, he's thank you. He's trying to upsell it. Thank you, Peony, because that, that whole vacillating thing is a good way. That's, I guess, what I want Talking Yanks to be. Like, we can be serious and then silly. One to ten yesterday. What was your day? What's my average day? A five? I mean, well, now we actually would have an average, so I don't know. Mm. I had a good day yesterday. I was working on no sleep, and like you told me, just getting back in the chair and doing things again. Yeah. I was going to get excited. I made that pump-up video that's getting a lot of action. Um, That's always fun. So I'm going to go with a six. Nice. I got a big day coming up. Like opening day should be great. Yeah. What was yours? What did you Two do nine. yesterday? Next. Two nine. That is, that's not your lowest. No. You know what's weird, Jake? I know that's that you're going to give the, yeah, yeah, uh, of course. But sometimes I think that you just ham up the Tuesday sucks. But the toilet face and the ball smashing both happened on Tuesdays. Jimmy, I'm not going to yeah, yeah, you. I'm going to yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not a coincidence, man. I've, I've well, mentally... I think, but, but I think factually it is a coincidence. No, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know if it's the world or karma or whatever you believe in or just my life or how it happens. Tuesday, it's a death day. <laughs> All right. An Englishman is quitting his job to watch baseball. This isn't tri-state news, but I wanted to talk about it, so I put it under my segment. Hal Steinbrenner says the Yanks have a championship-caliber team. Thanks, Hal. Good job. The Islanders lost to the Blue Jackets. Andy Green of the New Jersey Devils became the first player in franchise history to record 200 block shots. Oh, wait, he's just the first player to do it since 1997 because no one cared about that stat beforehand. Jabril Peppers is not a suspect in any incidents revolving the Cleveland Police. I repeat, Jabril Peppers is not a suspect in any incidents revolving the Cleveland Police. There's your tri-state news. Yeah. What do you like there, Jim? Well, this English dude who's quitting his job, he's going to go watch baseball at every stadium and all that. I only put this on here as a reminder to ask you, should we try and get this guy on the show? Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure he was at baseball winter meetings. I think I peed next to him. Okay. And I almost said something because he was Not circumcised, I'm guessing? And, dude, I don't know if you remember this. Like... At, at the Boone press conference, which was awful, all the reporters were asking three-month-old questions. I think he piped up and said something because it was clearly like a massive British accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's him. So I saw him in the bathroom, and I almost said something like, what, nice what's up? What's oh. up? What's up, tea party? Yeah. Um, hey, how about I, that Brexit? Regrets yet? It just felt like one of those things I, I thought about bringing up. The right way to do it was be like, hey, we, we have a popular Yankees podcast. We might be coming out to the London game this year. But I, I don't know. That's still offensive. What if that wasn't the British guy? And then I'm just talking to a stranger about 
the London game, which would have been fine at winter meetings, actually. Okay, so if we if we have him on the Yankees after he goes to the Yankees game, we should get in touch with him quick, actually, so no one else snags him up. Well, not that there's going to be a big race for this dude. But you should open up the podcast by saying, I think I peed next to you at the winter meetings. Yeah, that's how I normally start the podcast. I think the I think British people, how would I put this? Percentage okay. of British people that get and understand humor, I think is higher than percentage of American people that get and understand humor. Yeah, or maybe where our humor lands. It's closer maybe to they, British. Maybe they like to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, they're not they, Maybe they just like ridiculous humor. Like, what's what's a joke that always makes you laugh? Like something... There's I, I forget. We circled back on it a couple weeks ago. There's some dumb joke that just always gets you. And I think it was almost British humor. It was like... It was a Venn diagram crossover into British humor. I can't think of it. But if any of the listeners... I'll know, think of it at some point. Okay. Like, I won't, but you'll think of it, so that counts. Artie just joined the chat, says what's up, says that uh, he sees that you're not safe for work today. Someone else said, Nakey Jakey, whoa there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is ideal. This is the world I want to live in. Um, But, you know, I I try to keep it professional, but with my Giancarlo photos coming out today... um, Oh, just blew the cover on that, but... uh, the dick pics. All right. Did you yeah. know that Jabril Peppers was a perceived suspect in an incident for about an hour yesterday? No, he's not. And that's the end of I, the story. I saw a little bit of this. What was it? No one knows. It was just like two. The They're talking to Jabril Peppers about two incidents. And I was like, oh, shit. What's this going to come out with? And then everyone was like, he's not a suspect. He's not. Like, okay. Yeah, that, I saw that. What happened? Like, what, Someone just wanted happened? headlines? Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, good for uh, good for Peppers. Hal Steinbrenner says the Yanks have a championship caliber team. Um, in other news, uh, the sun uh, set last night, rose this morning. I'm still 5-7. Well, on a good day. Um, yeah, is this Imagine, is that news? Imagine if your Who's height fluctuated. I don't know where that headline comes from. How much would that suck for basketball players? If your height fluctuated? Every every big game of your life, you you're norm like you normally level out like six seven six eight, but twice a year you drop to like five two, and that's always on the day of the biggest game. How much if you woke up one day and you were an inch shorter or an inch taller? How much would your everyday routine be out of whack in in innocent ways? Like, would you be? tripping on steps or would your lift your foot up level still be the same would you be reaching for cabinets and missing by like an inch where the handle usually is like um, what what I, what I, activities would be messed up if you randomly grew an inch or lost an inch over the so course like of my night? arms are affected like my reach is probably an inch shorter or something like that yeah yeah um gotta change pro- your car seat i probably like whiff at the refrigerator a couple times yeah like, I just do a casual walk by to open it, and I'm like, oh, that, that was odd. Um, Everyone like, has t- to step Tying my same. shoes wouldn't affect me, because I, like, stretch when I tie my shoes. I basically go full yoga class when I tie my shoes. Let I'm trying to reach past. Pop that um, ass out. I don't know. I think I'd be normally pretty fine. I think I'd just, like, strap on my boots and be like, oh, not a tall day today. If I was an inch taller, I would be fully convinced I finally grew another inch. Well, you'd, you'd be right because you did. Well, yeah, but I oh did I you just we say still, I thought, if I grew I an we inch still, taller, I thought I'd we be were con- still living in the fluctuating world, Jim, oh, okay. where you, you, it fluctuated on a different day. Come on, bro. So you mean you'd be convinced coming at that my it, throat for that one <laughs> when we're <laughs> living in the fluctuating height world? <laughs> well, to me, it sounded like you said if I grew an inch, I'd be convinced I grew an inch, and I was like, yeah, that's the whole thing. Well. Let's go be to the in the be in the world we're living in. You did grow an inch. You just might lose it. You're not going to talk about Andy Green with a huge block shot record since 1997. Since they didn't keep that stat prior to 1997, I guarantee you, some fucker in the the when they didn't have curved sticks and the puck never came off the ice. I bet there was millions of block shots. Yeah.
Jimmy, the NFL runs the world. They had their coaches, owners meeting. The big news that came out of it, pass interference is now going to be reviewable by NFL officials. Uh, the Saints are scream. The Saints are marching in, shall I say. Ah, that's bad. Um, it'll be interesting. I think that, that might be brutal, honestly. We'll talk about it. Cliff Kingsbury allowing cell phone time at Cardinals practice. The Bucks, we're going to the NBA, Jim. The Bucks whoop on Houston. Everyone's talking about this game. Everyone's talking about this game. For definitely not because of the bet of the day and the heater I'm on. Fernando Tatis Jr. You might remember his dad, Jim. He used to run with the Expos a little bit. Fun batting stance. Fernando Tatis Jr. makes the Padres out of camp. 20 years old. Top prospect. And Jimmy, most importantly for you and I, even though the song was about the number two, we are one day away from the second opening day. The real opening day. No one cares about the Japanese opening day besides the people in Japan. We don't play music anymore is what you're telling me. I don't know. You kind of stopped doing like... Wow. Don't spin this back at me. I'm just saying... It, don't it was, spin this back, Evan. It was supposed to be a one-minute burn. I go real fast so we can put it on Instagram. You kind of like just like... I don't know. Yesterday was like two and a half minutes. Check the timer. I will. Check the tape. I will check the tape. The, the, the pass interference, we both said this was going to happen. Like, after that... Saints call, I think. Well, I know that I said flat out this this is now going to be a reviewable play. So we should all be happy. That's what my, my take was. We should be happy this happened because it's going to make it a reviewable play. Yeah, and, like, it's right. Like, that Saints thing, I saw some people, like, still anti-defending anti it. What am I saying? They're like, they were like, yeah, you know, it was what it was. And it's like. Uh, not really, because if it was called, the Saints win and go to the Super Bowl. So it's not it was what it was. like, And it was so easy. Literally everyone saw it. It seems like a good thing. Jim, I I think what, what the general public are saying, which I agree with, is just have a straight-up replay official in the booth, and if you miss any of the big calls, just rely on that guy. Like, why do we need the coaches calling flags and making the whole fiasco? The ref runs over to the coach. You go, did you throw your red flag? Okay, why did you throw your red flag? Well, I think that was a pass interference over there. I'd like you guys to check the tape on it. I know. They're, they're, same with baseball. There has to be some reason. Like, if we went to the front office and said, why do you not just have a f two officials in the booth? Maybe just one. And they're watching every play. There's in football. There's breaks after every play, right? And big plays. They guess if it's really obvious, they say oh, that's that. There has to be some reason. I guess time constraints, but they, you could figure it out. But uh, I think this is it's going to be wishy washy because the NFL is wishy washy with all the rules. There's going to be loopholes. There's going to be stuff that they have to figure out. But in the end, this is for the best. It will like we've implemented it. Where it's going to take a little bit for it to become perfect. In the end, it'll be good. Yeah, I think so. I, I hope they get to the ref in the booth thing. I, I think, and trying to juxtapose the parallels between baseball and football, that, that home run call that you and I talked about a lot, the the Joe West and Houston call where you can't see if it's over the line, like, there's going to be some of those with pass interference. Like, there's going to be some gentleman's contact before the ball gets there, and then it's like, okay, well, the contact was already initiated, but was it pass interference-worthy contact? So, I mean, it's still going to be open to a lot of interpretation. They're going to get the big calls that they miss, which is the goal. But, I mean, there's still going to be some anarchy that comes from it. Oh, yeah. NFL is all about anarchy. Every game, there's a rule that no one understands and that someone's arguing about the outcome. Someone's arguing about the outcome. The, the, I think the catch rules were ridiculous. People understood what a catch was. The NFL didn't. <laughs> yeah. But they don't understand what the rule is. They know what yeah. it is. Yeah, but uh, so we'll see. Cliff Kingsbury is allowing cell phone time at practice. Yeah. Got to cater to the Gen X or his Gen Z kids. Are you in on that? No, does, dude. Does your old man kick in at all? Oh, yeah. I had a kid on uh, one of my teams. I would bring his cell phone to practice and, like, check it on the bench. And I wanted I, – I'm as addicted to my phone as the rest of the people. So I'm not, like – I'm not an old man where – you don't be on your phone so much. 
Right. Know when you're working or know when you shouldn't. Like, at practice? So they're going to, like, walk to the sidelines and all check their phones during practice? Whatever. I'm an old man. But it's 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 more so during... Um, ask like Krause their, about his college teammate. He played it, with me who checked his phone nonstop. It's just like, what are you doing? It's more so during, like, when they do player meetings and they'll do, like, positional meetings. Um, or, like, they do a meeting as an offense. Then they do it, you know, you're with the wide receivers. Then they do a full team meeting. Well, those are meetings. Right. I, I read that different as practice. Practice I read as on-field practice. Okay. Um, well, that's what they're doing. It's um, a, it says meetings, not practice. I, I just I just saw this from what you put on the sheet. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't know if this ties into practice at all. Um, it may, but basically they get twenty to thirty minute cell phone breaks um between team meetings and stuff. It, that's fine. I thought this was on the field with pads on checking phones. I'm against that. No, I don't I don't think we're doing that. Um but like at the same time if if they really landed there, I still wouldn't fully hate it. Um, but yeah, this, I, I think this kind of needs to happen. Yeah. I just read the article. It's a meeting, so it's not practice. So I'm fine with it. I don't care. Okay. But I mean, it's still like work time. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Cell phones are so much different than like everyone uses it for the same different things. Like, so in a similar story, the Phillies today released a statement saying any beat reporter that is texting while a player talks, is going to get kicked out of the locker room, the clubhouse. Right. Because the player's there to give you his time, and it, he's only there for you. So if you're just holding up your recorder, recording his voice and not listening, like actively listening, you're out. And Phil Hughes said, yeah, like this is that, that's good because it's so annoying. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm here for you. So listen and engage. But then right. all the reporters came out and were like, "What? Well, I'm tweeting which is my job. I'm tweeting the news you give me. And another guy said, what if I'm taking notes in my notepad so I know what to look up later and what stories? So the Phillies came back and were said, well, from inside and outside, it seems like we're changing this. Uh, we just hope you can be more attentive because everyone uses their phone for different things. It's so funny seeing adults deal with the problems that we dealt with early high school, end of middle school. Like, you can't have your cell phone on you. I have this cell phone because my mom wants to call me in case of emergencies. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you can't have a cell phone in the classroom. And it's like, it, it, and now look, now we're here 15 years later or whatever it is, and people are still doing the same stuff. They're dealing with it as adults. I know. I use my phone for everything. Like The lady at the DMV was like, can you please stop texting? And I was like, actually, I'm looking up information to give you on my phone. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, that's okay. I was like, yeah, like what? This isn't just like a do nothing device. For some people, it is. Other people use it for actual things. Right. Um, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. makes Padres out of camp, so he's they're not exploiting the service time. No, and I I think this is so. A, we obviously love this because play your best players. B. I love this because the Padres, this is a great message from the Padres organization to their team. Like, we're, we're going to play ball. He's the number one overall po prospect in baseball, according to your boy, Keith Law. Your boy. That was, um, on our, that was on our list of things you say a lot of episodes. Yeah, well, he's your boy. No, I don't um, like Keith Law. You love Keith Law. I think his whole profession is uh, a sham. Boom. Wow. No, that's um, that's harsh. I don't actually Yeah, you love angry Keith Law. Angry oh, yeah. gnome Keith Law. Oh, I like that he knows he's a loser. Yeah, okay, see? Um But yeah, I think they're they're not doing the whole service time thing and I, I think what we're seeing and we'll probably see it with Tatis Jr. and we saw it with your boy Aloy Jimenez, um Instead of doing that whole horse and pony show, they just kind of give them the young guy contract and they can just play their best players and not have it be a stigma or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's awesome that he's going to be on the left side of the infield with Machado. Um, 
I I was going to say learn from Machado, but I think a lot of people would dislike that. Um, it's exciting. It he's is exciting. The, he's the youngest youngest position player. Let me what see do you, this. What do you think about the Blue Jays raising wages for all their minor leaguers, 50%? It's nice. I mean, baseball is going to get there anyways, I think, in the next labor agreement or whatever it is. So it's just the Padres getting ahead of the curve and, um, I, I don't know, beating everyone to the punch a little bit, which is kind of smart. Um, yeah. Jim, Tatis Jr., he'll be the youngest player to start on opening day since. Do you have a guess? Mickey Mantle. No. 1999. 99? Which is also the year Tatis was born, by the way. No, I'm out on 99. Lived in Australia then. Adrian Beltre. Wow. Adrian Beltre. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, and, yeah, like just such a better message to send to your team. We're going to play our best players and not hold this kid back in life. <laughs> but I'm glad the Yankees did it with Glaber. Oh, yeah, have to. <laughs> Halftime. Uh, all right, halftime. I don't think we got anything for halftime. We'll just skip right past it. How's how's shirtless episode feeling? Good? I mean, it feels good. This is how I live. Um, During the summer, can we expect shirtless Jake all the time? I would. I mean, I think I was comfortable coming on shirtless because we haven't been doing the Instagram videos and stuff, which is probably oh, going to spark you to do yeah. the Instagram video. No, I don't have time uh, today to do it with opening day tomorrow. But, yes, during the summer, we will be putting John Boy and Jake Instagram videos out, so yeah. Because yeah, I, I like I like it as a podcast view of myself being shirtless. I don't want it actually being on the Instagram. I don't want to be Burt Kreischer. Yeah, it's a good call. It's a good call. Like I, I that's I think that's that's what I want to say during this halftime. I'm not doing this for a laugh or entertainment. I'm doing this because I want to be shirtless. <laughs> good for and you. People misconstrue that. I'm also wearing the sweatshirt for the same reason. I'm not wearing the sweatshirt for a laugh or to be famous right. for wearing the sweatshirt. I'm wearing the sweatshirt because I wore a different sweatshirt yesterday, so I was like, got to switch it up. Otherwise, people are going to say you wear the same thing every day, and uh, it was the closest to my hand. Joe, I've got it. It's not for a laugh. It's not for a laugh. I'm wearing the sweatshirt for other reasons. I've got another good, quick, like, real-life story that I think people like how qu How to. quick is it? I, I mean, I don't know. A minute and a half, less. Okay, let's hear it. So, I tried to do my taxes the other day. Yeah. And I never got my W-2 from my old company, but I mm. thought I'd be able to access it online. Can't access it online. Nightmare. So, I'm going to have to contact my old company, go through the proper avenues, contact who knows to try to get the W-2 into my hands. I'm figuring there's going to have to be identification, blah, blah, blah. So we go back and forth. I'm like emailing a robot that turns into a computer each time. I get the auto response and then a human response. I hate that. So, yeah. So they were, so they did a, they were like, oh yeah, just log in here and you know, you'll be able to access it. And I'm like, I haven't worked there in eight months. I can't log in. I don't know my password. I don't know anything. And so they just replied back with, all right, we'll send it in the mail. And I was like, I didn't get the first one. So where are you sending it? You haven't asked my address or anything. So it's in the mail. It's in the mail. That's how the mail works. So you're that's good. Life. It either comes or doesn't come. I have to go to the post office today for our buddy Nick Bubalk in Grand Island, Nebraska. Okay. Well, if you see my W-2 there, snag it. I'll ask them, but they're pretty, they're pretty mean at the post office. Oh, yeah. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. Uh, Utah family has become the victim of extreme stalking, Jake. They are involved in <laughs> someone is sending unwanted service providers repeatedly to their home, and they don't want those service providers. Someone's sending him there. West Virginia man wears Native American head garb as part of a Christian protest against getting new biometric driver's licenses. 
no idea what any of that means, what his agenda is, or what he's protesting. A man insists that his boss's flatulence was a form of bullying and is suing for $1.2 million. Bohemian Rhapsody opens in China minus all the gay bits. We'll make it uh, just as uh, true as it already is. Michigan couple says ghost seen on nanny cam scratched their daughter. This is a much watch video for you, Jake. Michigan couple says ghost seen on nanny cam scratched their daughter. A Glenville man was charged after police found a stuffed monkey with exposed genitalia and other abandoned pets in his house. I read the news today, oh boy. Oh boy is right with that last one. We're not even going to talk about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I clicked on the ghost baby scratching thing before you told me to click on it because that's a no-brainer. Um, if this is an undoctored video, there's a ghost in their house. But there's some parts of the video that are wild. A, they're so, living in a barn and calling it a house. Right. Like a shed. Where's they Highland, did, Michigan? Where, I don't know. Where's that on the hand? Dude, they they knew the news crew was coming to their house, and they didn't tidy up like in the slightest, which I don't understand. Like, yeah, I Jim, mean, it's a it's a crime scene. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's, that's weird. And then they say the previous owner, the ghost hunter, is in the video. And he says the previous owner apparently, allegedly, jumped out of this building, <laughs> jumped out of this window, and killed himself. And they cut out, and it's the f- it's the first story window. It's like a three foot drop. <laughs> hey, he just he hit it at the right angle, man. Uh, you know, like you'd never... have to that'd be like jumping from the ground to kill yourself. Like I mean, sure, it may be able to do be done. I think it'd be pretty hard. The girl, the the woman whose daughter it is, she kind of looks like a ghost. That just might be her. Well, you see see how pale she is? Well, a lot of people on the YouTube, the mean people that, you know, love Alex Jones and whatever are saying that she scratched the baby and this is the cover-up. And I think that's mean. I, I think that's mean to just throw that out there like that. Who's Alex Jones? What's his name? You got to help me out there because you just said a name and I asked who that was. And then the shock, said, the, the, I mean, everyone's going to be shocked that I don't know his name. The Shock Jock Radio that started the Sandy Hook conspiracy and gets... Oh, Alex Jones. I got it right. Nice. Okay, yeah. I've never, never heard of that guy. And if you have heard of that guy, stop listening to him. Don't listen to him. You've never heard of InfoWars with Alex Jones? And like, he's like, I've heard the, of InfoWars. Yeah, he's the main guy. Like, he, he's okay. in the news a ton right now because he's saying a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, of stuff. I don't watch regular news if you think I'm watching that stuff. Yeah. Well, PFT does like a spoofs him a ton. So I thought maybe that's how it would be on your radar. Mm-hmm. Um, then what happened here, Jim? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, is that a ghost? Dude, when they pulled out and they the showed ghosts exist. If this was if this was a onion article, right. I would believe it if it was an onion video. All four when the ghost hunter says he apparently killed himself by jumping out of this window, and then they show the outside of the house. I have a I took a screenshot of it. For anyone that's on the live feed, let me pull this up and I'll show you on my computer screen <laughs> what they said. Uh here it is. What they said, they said he jumped out of his window, killed himself, and then they showed the house. Can you see that? Yeah. That's the house. I mean. You don't a, think that second story one could do it? No, the, no, he said it's this first one right here. He said I mean, it, yeah, that's not possible. And this isn't a house. And this is a shed that absolutely has a ghost inside of it. Look at the house. Like. <laughs> that's yeah. a haunted shed so when they did that i was like is this an onion video because that's a good joke so you believe in ghosts yeah i'm not gonna be out there saying i'm a firm non-believer right because i don't want to get the ghost coming for me right and i mean some, just say you believe in ghosts then. i think i i believe in ghosts i believe I don't. It's a very tough spot for me. I, I'm in the state where 
my brain tells me there's no such thing as ghosts, but my heart gets scared of them every now and then. Right. I I just think this is a vicious cycle because you don't believe in ghosts, but you're not going to say that because you don't want to get haunted by the ghosts. But in your heart of hearts, because you don't believe in ghosts, I think you're starting to get a little worried about how this baby got scratched. Well, I don't think the ghost scratched the baby. Babies can what get do you scratched. What happened to the baby? I think maybe they didn't cut their baby's fingernails and the baby scratched itself. That's very common in babies. But like, but the video, there's a, something walking. But there was an old man. It, the, the ghost walks briskly in that video. Like, it's a pretty brisk walk for a ghost. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like you know, really running around. So it's an athletic ghost. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, you got to be athletic to jump off a first story window and kill yourself. You got to be like, you got to be able to get a lot of height and then swan dive down. I mean, if it's that second story window and they just misspoke, I'll believe it. No, he shows I mean, the window in the video. He says this window, and they're below the tree line. They're like even with the bottom of the trees. Like it, the, in the video, they one hundred percent say it's the bottom video. But I mean, if they made a mistake, maybe. But I don't think they could have while filming it there. Yeah, I don't know. But that's a haunted barn. Like it's not, a, and they're they're not moving out. Like yeah, we're gonna stay here until uh, we raise enough money. If they start a GoFundMe that says help us move out of our haunted house, yeah. then this was awesome, awesome fake story by them. Yeah, this was good. This is a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah, if I'm ever living in a just, shitty place, I'm just going to fake a ghost and then start to go fund me and say, yo, my house is haunted. Please help me. Oh, the we, ghost just scratched my daughter. Come on, please help me. You absolutely just solved this. There is no ghost. They got this on the news to start to go fund me so they could sell sell this dump house. The the house will probably have some value because there's probably some weirdos out there that want the haunted house, and then they'll get the money from the GoFundMe. I mean, they're just chipping away at life. Guess what? I bet their next house ends up being haunted, and then they end up in a you know five bedroom four bath out uh you know in the burbs. Yeah. So I'm gonna start a GoFundMe Damn. that it just says I solved the ghost issue. Give me money. And I'll solve another one. That's my new GoFundMe. Nice. GoFundMe.com slash Jimmy the Ghost Ghost. Jimmy the Ghost. That's a good nickname. If I was a ghost. Jimmy the Ghost, man. You, dude, and, and if that's like a, a an athlete's name, you'd be like, whoa. The Ghost. Do you think there's ever been Jimmy? an athlete nicknamed the Ghost? Jimmy the Ghost? Um, you'd like to think so, right? It's similar to Jimmy the Host, which was my nickname for one summer in Sandestin, Florida. Jimmy the Ghost. Yeah, I'm not seeing it come up with any athletes. I'm seeing some pictures you'd like, but I'm not seeing it with any athletes. What about this uh, this guy who's suing the company for $1.2 million because his boss farted on him or near him? Yeah, I mean, I just honestly where my brain instantly jumped was me 20 years in the future. It's Tuesday morning and I come into work and this is sitting on my desk. Because you fart on people? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not farting on people, but I could see myself letting a couple farts out. Hmm. You missed the whole Tuesday factor of that story. I got the Tuesday factor. I'm just I, I I so I'm siding with the man who's suing on this one. I mean, if well, Jim, I think you're putting yourself in a tough place here. Like you farted before. What if you're just you had a you had a bad lunch and you let out a couple farts around the office. Now you're getting sued for one point two. But I mean, he's he's pretty adamant that his boss just farted around him. Okay, so I'm adamant you farted all around me. And it was intentionally directed at me. You you clearly farted at me. I can't read the article because it's paid for. But I'm saying if this is like an Ed fart, like a pre-workout fart situation, and every day the boss goes by, how you doing today, Jimmy? How's work coming? And lets out a fart in that moment every day. Then, yeah, he's bullying you with his farts. Okay, it comes down to this, Jake. Can you bully someone with your farts? The answer is yes. You absolutely can. But so I mean, a, I, I, I'm just saying you're at risk. Have you ever farted around people? I agree with that. We need to know the full details, but we have the spectrum. There, It can be 
a form of bullying or or it can be innocent and and the victim is is placing blame on nothing something that's not happening we don't know the details during the 18 day trial short testified that he may have done it once or twice maybe if you're intentionally farting on or near someone else in the place of work that's mean unless you're really good friends with them then that's love well, well, there's there's a fine line between love and lawsuits, son. Yeah, this is like uh, <laughs> I'm I'm reliving some of your spring training farts right now. This is like incognito all over again. We were just friends. This is tough. There is there is a world where it's real, but I I'm not buying it. I need I need I need proof. Yeah. Just, I did see somewhere in quotes someone say the phrase Mr. Stinky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so now Mr. Stinky isn't a bully via farts? It's his only weapon. Who thrusted his bum at him. It sounds like this know. it sounds like this guy's a grosso, and he needs to get in trouble for this. He would fart behind me and walk away. He would do this five or six times a day. Come on. I don't know, man. This is one guy's word against another right now. Well, that's everything. But if this guy's telling the truth. What if he's not? What if he's just trying to get 1.2 million from you, dog? Well, he's not going to get that. Because you let out a couple couple farts after Mexican food. I think he's going to get it from the company, right? Or is he suing the individual? No, he's suing the guy. Well, I mean, one point two probably settles for like two thousand bucks because there's no way Mister Stinky has one point two million dollars of just fart insurance money. I mean, that's what you think, but I don't know, bud. Yeah. Is there anything else here? Do you even understand that what this West Virginia this West Virginia man is wearing a Native American head garb as part of a Christian protest against getting new biometric driver's licenses? I I was floored when I read this because I was like, I've never read a headline. I understand. Every word, I don't understand a single thing that's happening. What, why, I guess I don't know what a biometric driver's license is. Jim, I'm in the same boat as you. I've read the, the headline multiple times, and I don't do not understand it. Oh, boy. We do have a white guy in full Indian garb. At the oldest DMV ever. Have you watched? Oh, my God. You might have to look at the video. Okay, so um, it's a white man walking out in a full Native American <laughs> Indian guard with like a chief head on at the Division of Motor Vehicles um, getting interviewed. Uh, I can't. I don't want to listen to what he's saying. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to it. I, I guess this old. is what I'll say, Jim. You know, what? what's it called when um, people that are new to the country, uh, they, have to, they have to take the test to be accepted into America or whatever it is. Yeah. What's that called? Uh, uh, Nash, Nash. I don't know. I'm blanking on it. Wow. We're, we might be bad people. Um, either way, this needs to be somewhere on the exam just to show people, or it needs to be the last thing on the exam. It just says like citizens test. Yeah, your citizenship exam, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, this needs to be the last thing, and it just needs to be like, if you're going to live in America, you need to understand that this is something that happens, and nobody gets it, but it's okay. And that's the last thing on the test. I, I'm going to tell you some more from this story and see if we can figure out what's happening here. So okay. F- Philip Huddock drove eight years without a license while in negotiations with the DMV (laughs) to accommodate his Christian convictions. What does that fucking mean? You can drive without a license for eight years and be like, no, we're negotiating my license. In May of 2017, Huddock got a new driver's license issued at the Flatwoods DMV and protested by wearing Native American garb. Nearly two years later, at the Elkins DMV on Monday afternoon, 
Huddock once again arrived for a new license while dressed in Native American. What if this is just what this guy wears? He was protesting having to get a... I think that's like offensive. I know. But he was protesting having to get a biometric driver's license to accommodate his Christian... What are his convictions? What's a biometric driver's license? Reporter who wrote this article. Fucking give us some info. In the 19 years since this has begun, I've just seen our country go downhill as far as Christians not being treated equally. And it's a shame that our country, which was founded by Christian principles... Now Christians don't even have equal rights. What the fuck is this story? Biometric is the technical term for measurements and calculations. I'm going to email. I have no idea, dude. Sam Haynes wrote this for the Randolph Times. And I think I'm going to have to send him an email and say, Sam, very interested in the Indian head garb story. Read it five times. Have zero idea what it's about. Do better on your next article, please. Rarely am I interested in a story and you just did just a shit job of telling me what's actually going on here. Sam. Thank you and enjoy your day. Better the day, it's the better the day. Better the day, better the day. Bet of the day, bet of the day, Jakey, Jakey is stupid, but he's smart. He won last night, and I lost as the Rockets fell handedly to the Bucks. He is now 26 and 27, and I am 22 and 23. I should have agreed with him, should have known, but I was worried about the Tuesday gods having their way with our precious Jake. Jake, what do you got for us today? The flying what, salami. What do I have for you today? I gotta stay hot. If I, Jim, if I get this one, um, I mean, then we've got three in a row heading into tourney time. I mean, that's when things really start to get fun. Jimmy James, Jamboy, we are going to gorgeous Oklahoma City. They're the home team? They're the home team. They're hosting your Indiana Pacers. Okay. So, Indiana's on a pretty big road losing streak, but they just beat the Nuggets handily at home. Nuggets suck, OKC's going through a rough patch right now. They've lost four of five. The biggest thing they do have going is this is still Paul George's old team, so he can play the animosity card. And Oladipo would be able to play that for OKC, but he's hurt. Jim, here's the problem. The spread is six, and that's too large. I'm taking the Pacers to cover plus six. I think OKC still wins, but it's close. (sighs) Pacers lost to the Warriors by like 30. 23. 23. Pacers lost to the Clippers by 6. Pacers lost to the Trailblazers by 8. Pacers lost to the Thunder by 2. They beat the Thunder. So what's... They beat the Thunder by 2 last time. And now the spread is... You said 6? OKC's favored by 6. It's it's in OKC. And you're taking the Pacers to cover. I'm taking the Pacers to cover. Locked in. Locked in. So you're taking the underdog. Big big game by Sabonis tonight. You're bad when you take the dog. Oh, PG hits a game winner at the buzzer. How about that? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Good after Trust agree. Trusting the heater. And just trusting your heater, which is two games. It's a two-game heater. Also, just good vibes. Uh, opening day is coming up. It's a it's a good week, and we just need to be vibing. Vibing. I you like and it. me. You and your, your no shirt and me and my sweatshirt, both not doing it for any reasons besides this is, what, this is what we like wearing. 
for comfort. What are you wearing on the bottom half of your body right now? Let the people know while I get the song. Sweatpants. Sweatpants. Sweats. Thick, thin, tapered, not tapered. No, it's funny how. Know how like guys in the media like the the new thing is that people on TV just wear their comfortable shoes. Like they'll wear a full suit, but they'll wear a pair of sneakers because they're like, well, yeah, I'm on my feet. I like being comfortable. Ha <laughs> ha. What if it and like now we see we see people in the podcast world and other people that dress kind of casual. They'll just wear like a long sleeve shirt, like nothing fancy. Maybe by the time we're there, I can just be on TV shirtless and people will know it's not for comedy. This is what I'm comfortable wearing. Free the nip. It's not. No. See, that's that's what's ruining it for me. I'm not freeing my nip. You are. My nip's just living. It Don't. shouldn't have to be freed. It sh- nip shouldn't have to be freed. I'm saying that on my biometric Christian rights. That's the point. So you're part of free the nip movement. That's their entire argument. We shouldn't have to free it. That's their argument. I don't like the free the nippers. Well, you just don't like that there's a whole contingent of people that are arguing for the one thing you want the world to become. I think there may if they didn't make such a scene of it, it wouldn't be a thing. Like if I posted uh, if I posted myself shirtless on Twitter right now, and they'd be like, "Oh, LOL, free the nip." No. No. My nips are freed. Let the nips just live their damn life. Sometimes the people who are saying, you're oppressing me, you're oppressing me, you're oppressing me, you don't like those people. (laughs) Two days till opening day. Play the song. Free your two nipples. See you guys. Thanks.